Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hi, this is Dave from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I was looking at uh, getting into some uh, precious metals, and which one would you suggest? Gold, silver? And provides unbiased answers. I would not buy gold and uh, physical gold and hold on to it. Why? Because you had to pay a commission to buy it. Invest Talk. Over 31 million downloads and counting. Hello, Duncan from New York. Longtime listener, actually about eight months since the pandemic. You guys have helped me out a lot. Quick question about a ticker symbol PLYA. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, April 16th, 2021. And of course, on today's program and podcast, like always, we operate with a mission statement. We start the operation with a mission statement independent thinking and shared success. Okay, we do that because we want to reassure you that we're going to give you the facts as we see them. We're not going to pull any punches. We're not going to favor anybody or any company or any situation because we owe no no one any any favors. No one. I'm not going to do it ever. It's not what... And the reason why I even mention that is because uh, there's a lot of invent, in, advisors out there that have to kind of do what they're told because of who they represent. If they represent a big house, you know, and let's say Goldman Sachs or Wells Fargo, whoever you want to say, they represent that place and that place is supporting a particular stock or company, they will be very unhappy for that advisor to say anything negative. Anything negative. They can't do it. Supposed to, they get fired, and they have there's financial consequences. So that's what I mean when we don't we here at KPP Financial don't own anybody anything. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to give me a call. This is a call-in show. We want to talk about your financial investment questions. Anyone's anything to do with money, we'll talk about. You get to shape the show in any direction you like. In fact, you can call, interact with me right now. We're live. Live streaming from 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So you can call right now at 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T, CHART. So let's go ahead and get started with the first call. Hi, Justin. Hey, Steve. I love the show. Thanks so much for it. I listen every day. Don't miss an episode. I'm calling about Clove Health, C-L-O-V, Charlie, Larry, October, Victor, I bought it at 11.89, and right now it is April 1st, and it's nosedived down to 7.38. So I want to know what I should do with this thing. It's kicking my butt. I wanted to know if I should hang on to it or sell it and take my losses. Thanks so much. I look forward to hearing uh, you guys' answer on the podcast. Okay, so since he called and said that it's in the $7 area, today it's at $8.82, so it's starting to recover a little bit. 
This is Clove Health. Provides America's seniors with data-driven PPO and HMO insurance plans for Medicare-eligible consumers. It's a $3.5 billion company, $3.5 billion size. It's fairly new, came out in June 2020 as an IPO. Okay? And here it is, April, so it's not even a year old. They don't make money. Of course, they haven't made money, and they're not going to make money this year, and they're not going to make money next year. They're going to lose $0.18 next year. Their sales are growing, but they're only about $166, $170 million a quarter for a $3.5 billion company. So what you're dealing with here is why it's so volatile. By the way, the IPO came out around 10-something, low low $10 area. So it's trading below its IPO price, which is common, everybody. When a company goes public, six months afterwards – Usually, it's selling below its IPO price. That's common. Not, uh, it's not unusual. So, the question is, is it worth to hold on? Frankly, we have no way of knowing they're not going to make money. I, don't, I, ha- I would have to research and see when they might make money. They are growing their sales. That's a positive. But, you know, it makes me off an earth. I, I would not buy this company, and I would not own this company. It's too new. I don't suggest anybody buy... Any IPOs without any track record. Okay, that's CLOV, Clove Health Company. Okay, today's trivia question concerns the amount of money average Americans in various age groups have in the four, in their 401k accounts. Do you fit in? I, I will tell you this. They don't have enough. That I can tell you. So it's Friday, so I also will share highlights from today's uh, KPP Premium Newsletter I sent out this morning. So how did the market do today? It was up. The Dow was up 165 points. The Nasdaq, 14 points. And the S&P, up 15 points. So if you've been watching, you will note, you have noted their shoes have in, the, in their 401. Do you fit in? I you, you, if you notice that the value stocks have outperformed the growth stocks this year, and that's probably going to continue. Everybody, this is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. So, why are we here today? Why am I doing this podcast? Well, I know you need some guidance. I know you need a strategy. You want strategy or guidance? You have lots of uncertainty out there in the market, and I'm here to help you with it. So, we're headed into a quick break. Anytime listener line calls are live, 888-99-CHART. For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations. You found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed. Invest Talk. 888 chart 888 everybody. Today's trivia question, uh, it's about money. I already talked to you about it. Money. How much money do you save? And, and how much money is in everybody's 401k? And you have to do it by, you know, age groups simply because young people are just getting started. I find the most interesting, my, 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 my most interesting is in the, uh, in the older groups, older age groups. And we'll get to that. 
My focus point today concerns the story Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Wells Fargo released their reserves and profits soared. Do you know what a reserve is? Insurance companies use it all the time. Reserves. We'll talk about that, give you some details. So how does that make the banking sector look, by the way? It's, it's pretty interesting. I think it's interesting. Friday is generally pretty busy, but let's get straight back to the Talk Voice Bank for another college question. Hello, Duncan from New York. Long-time listener, actually about eight months since the pandemic. You guys have helped me out a lot. Quick question about a ticker symbol, P-L-Y-A, Playa Resorts, uh, looking for some reopening stocks. The reason why I chose this was because two reasons. One, obviously, the place, everything's like opening up. I was looking at Carnival, but I was actually looking for something a little bit cheaper. And the other reason is because I guess some other Joe Schmo told me to do it, and I looked into it, and I thought it was a good idea. But uh, I just want you to look at it. Just let me know. Uh, thank you for all your time. And if I made an idiot choice, then I am fully aware now. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, this is Playa Hotels and Resorts. It's out of the Netherlands, P-L-Y-A is a symbol. It's a $1.1 billion company. Operates 23 resorts with 8,690 rooms located in Mexico, the Dominican Republic, and Jamaica. Remember, this is a company out of the Netherlands. Now, your issue is, of course, because it is a play on reopening, is that sales and profits, they're shrink and are shrinking they're not going to make. They're going to lose a dollar eight a share this year, and then lose twelve cents a share next year. That's what the estimates are. Uh, sales, of course, have gone fifty down fifty, sixty, seventy percent because of the thing. So you're, it is a bet on reopening. Okay, can they make it? Can they financially make it? Okay, they sold Dreams Puerto Rico Adventures for thirty-five million dollars in cash because they have a big cash crunch. That's why the stock is $7.28. The most the stock ever made was $0.39 cents a share in 2017, and the stock was 12 So there's your high mark if they make $0.39, cents, but they're not going to make it. Um, I I would play, you know, on the on, – I feel more comfortable in the bigger companies because they can they – can, they have assets they can – you know, they don't have to sell off their assets. They can borrow money. They can do. Uh, they have a lot more flexibility than this company. This company's going to have to sell assets to make it through, and then that, of course, reduces their ability to make profits. So it's a tough choice. Um, I, I think it's a. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. You might get ten dollars out of it, you know, but you're going to have to wait a while because it's not going to make money this year or next. So, I don't know. On Fridays, I generally make time to fit in a quick rundown on some of the key uh, benchmark numbers. The two-year Treasury yield is at 0.16. Now, to give you some perspective, three weeks ago, March 26th, it was 0.13. The 10-year Treasury yield is at 1.569%, so a little over 1.5%. And if you remember right, that was below 1% a year ago. Gold was priced at $1,787 an ounce. That was and three weeks back. It was $1,742. Cents, $1,742. So $1,787. So it went up $40. Bucks, so. Silver today is $26 per ounce. Oil was selling for $63 a barrel, which is a pretty good price. 
The national average for a gallon of regular gasoline, $2.86. California, $3.95. And going up. For comparison, Wyoming, the average price for gas was $2.92. I don't get it. You know, I was in Texas visiting some relatives not that long ago. And she she told me that my, my niece she told me that their gasoline there got to like a dollar sixty at the low, dollar sixty, yeah, just can't imagine that. Because California, you know, at our low, what was our low? Two dollars and ninety cents. I don't know. I don't remember. But man, anyways, can we squeeze another question before the break? Let's try that. Hi, this is Matt from Minnesota. I have a, more of a unique question than from some of the ones I've heard on uh, the podcast. So I run a small business out of my house, small manufacturing business that I make pretty good living off of. Profit margins are really good. And I was just wondering, how does one go about valuing their small business that they run out of home? And how does one go about, you know, after they've got that value, looking for a way to sell it? And what can I expect to get based on the, the value uh, how close can I get to it? As well as, is this a viable retirement method to, to continue to build the business? Obviously, I'm investing in other things too, but how much can I rely on the sale of my business down the road, 20, 30 years down the road as a retirement method? I hope that wasn't too much, but I really uh, appreciate your help, and I look forward to hearing the answer of the podcast. Thank you. No, that's an excellent question. You know, when when you start a small business, you know, you got to look at someday of getting out of that business or selling it. And the way you do it is you have to have books and records that show your sales and profits over at least three years. At least three years. Because that's what people are going to base the value of your business on. If the business is based on you, in other words, if you're the the person why the business works, okay, then you would have a harder time selling it. Because once you leave, then the product, you know, the sales go away. So you, you got to be careful of that, that the business is not just you. Now, some businesses are just the person, you know, because without the person, there's no business. But if it's a manufacturing the manufacturing business that you're that's 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 an easier easier sell because you can show the numbers of manufacturing and sales and usually the sales you know will speak for themselves and profits after that so keep good records that's the only thing I can don't you know try to stay above board if you want your intent is to sell the business down the road don't try to shave anything. You're listening to Talk. I'm Steve Peace, and we're already through this first quarter. We're already through the first quarter. You know, so 2021 is going pretty fast. Your goal of financial freedom will require information and effective strategies, and that's what we do here to help you with that. So your participation in the show is critical, so please call, ask your questions. We're live, 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. Yeah, I own GDX, um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. What's your question? 888-99-CHART. Look at the calendar. We're already moving through the second quarter. The market has been interesting, and serious investors need to bring their best game. Invest Talk is here to help. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. And when you download the free InvestTalk podcasts, 
don't forget to rate and review. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story about Bank of America. Not only just Bank of America, but J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Wells Fargo are all going to do the same thing. And we're talking about releasing their reserves. Okay, so what does that mean? First of all, what do they do to have reserves? Back when COVID started, they were required by the Federal Reserve to put aside billions of dollars, put aside or reserve money for bad loans because we knew they were going to, everybody knew we were going into recession, therefore uh, the loans were going to go bad. So Bank of America set aside $8 billion. Okay, that's 86 cents per share they set aside. Okay, uh, so other banks are going to do it too. So they didn't start, when they do that, that money that they had now is a liability. They get to count as a liability. In other words, they get deducted from their profits. Okay, not pay taxes on that money because their assumption is we're going to have to pay that money out. We're going to we're going to have to suffer suffer losses because of this COVID thing. Okay, so that's why they put reserves aside. Now, insurance companies do the same thing, but in a different for different reasons. They set aside reserves to pay claims. Okay, so when you set aside a reserve, remember that's a liability. So if you have money. You have lots of money. You're a company. You have tons of money. Well, if you want to not pay taxes on that money, why don't you just set aside more reserves? Now, you can't just make up the numbers, okay? For insurance companies, they would say, well, the claims costs are going to be higher than we anticipate, so we got to reserve for that in the future. So we're going to set aside another billion dollars this year because maybe they had a lot of profit that year and they want to smooth that out. And maybe next year they'll take back half a billion of that and say, okay, we losses are not as bad. They manipulate the numbers, people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's difficult to, it's difficult to evaluate insurance companies because of their ability to manipulate. Banks, it's harder for them. They can set aside reserves too, though, for expected loan losses. How much? Well... Yeah, they don't. They that's kind of what the, that's kind of up to them. With long as it's reasonable, but they can manipulate numbers. That's why it's so difficult to know values of companies, because there's many different ways to manipulate the numbers and do it legally. Legally, you just have to be aware of it, and you have to understand what kind of business you are investing in if you're buying the stock. So I hope that that's helpful. Okay, uh, let's keep things moving. Here comes another caller question from the Anytime Listener Line number. It never closes. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Wanted to get your take on Amwell. Ticker symbol is A-M-W-L. Uh, it plays in the telehealth space. Uh, looks like it's been beaten up quite a bit lately. But uh, my thesis that the telemedicine arena is here to stay even post-pandemic. Just wanted to see what you guys thought about this company in particular. Thank you very much. This, too, is a fairly new company. came out in September 2020. Okay, September. Um, so it's not that old. The company's, what, six months? And, of course, insiders are selling off. Remember, IPOs, after six months or so, the insiders can now sell their shares. And generally, the, the IPO is trading below the IPO price. 
This is the same as the one I talked to not more than 15 minutes ago. The IPO is in the 20s, low 20s. Now it's $17.07. Went straight down as soon as it got six months or so. Anyways, uh, they don't make money. You know what I think about companies don't make money. Don't buy them. Don't buy companies that don't make money. I'm not sure why people, I'm not sure why it attracts you to these things. I understand sales growth. I understand it. So you're buying as a growth company. So this company's sales were growing very, very fast. Now, remember, this is Amwell, American Well Corp. Provides telehealth, telephone services over the phone for health. Right? Okay. Big, big, why they go IPO six months, nine months ago? Well, 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 because uh, telehealth, uh, no one wanted, you had COVID. You didn't want to see a doctor. You wanted to see him on the phone. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Everybody loves it. Well, let's go IPO. Let's go ahead and offer the stock, even though they're not going to make any money for a long time. And, of course, they bid up the price. See, so you got to, people... Understand that Wall Street is not your friend. They're going to use you based on whatever way they can make the most money. Okay? So try not to buy stocks that don't make money. I have very simple rules to try to keep you in companies that make money. Okay? That can grow their money. That have profits or dividends that they don't cut or continue to increase. You have to do that. Stick with the basics, everybody. Now, that doesn't mean you can't take a, a, a chance. You can, but only very rarely. Okay, Harley Day passes without an investor caller question about 401ks. They can see that, you know, that it, it's always, you know, it's important how much money people save. So be, here's my two-part trivia question about 401ks. What percentage of Americans between the ages of 40 and 79 would give themselves a grade of C or lower when it comes to saving for retirement. And what percentage of Americans between the ages of 60 and 69 have more than a million dollars in their 401ks? After a break, I will give you the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. From sunrise to sunset. Hi, Steve. This is Carol in Alabama. From dusk till dawn. Hey, guys. It's Carl from Philadelphia. The questions keep coming. I had a question regarding portfolio yield. From down the street, around the corner, and across the country. Big fan of the podcast from New York here. I'm calling from the Chicagoland area. From Newport, Kentucky. Invest Talk listeners have one objective. This is Frank from the Bay Area. Financial freedom. I had a question on your opinion about this Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Fund. How they get there and when they get there is up to them. My question today is about diversification. But Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help improve their strategy with unbiased investing guidance. I really thank you guys for all of your knowledge and wisdom. Listen live or download the podcast, investtalk.com. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members? or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with Audio Companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I asked a trivia question before the break all about how much money people have saved in their 401ks um, different ages. Okay, so let's start with people having less than $50,000 by age group. Less than $50,000 in your 401k by age group. From age 40 to 49, 41% of the people have less than $50,000. 41% between the ages 40 and 49 years old. 50 to 59 years old, 37%, even less. Age 60 to 69, 28%, because they're probably spending it. But man, if 69 years old, if you make it to 69, you're going to live in probably to your 80s, and you have that little amount of money. That's just amazing. Between ages 70 and 99, 20%. Because they're spending it. Okay, let's talk about the other end. People having a million dollars more, uh, uh, at least have a million dollars. 
How many people in the various age groups? 40 to 49 years old, 7% of those people have that. 50 to 59 years old, 8%. And 60 to 69, 12%. Okay, so now you're 69. You would think that you'd start spending it? No. The age is between 70 and 99, still 12%. Probably because they're smart enough to live off the income from that money and not dip into the principal. So, now how can you make more money? Because you've got to grow your savings, your retirement. One, take more stock exposure. I know it's scary, but do it. Two, save more money. I know that's hard, but you got to do that too. And three, this is what you're probably going to have to do if you don't do the other two at the very least, work longer. You might have to work till you die. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're working on something you like. So where are you in this scale? Now, if you want advice and guidance, Justin Klein and I can help you. Send us an email message through investtalk.com, and we'll, we'll get in touch with you. We will. You heard me say that we get InvestTalk caller questions from all over the world and across America. Well, here comes a question from a listener in Oklahoma. Hi, guys. This is Nathan out of Oklahoma City. I just had a real quick question over ticker symbol ZSAN. So Santa Farmer Corporation is, I believe, a market cap is $128 million. Their product is Qtripta, and it is a transdermal microneedle. I was just going to see what you guys' thoughts are on its outlook. It's based out of Fremont, California. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Okay, yeah, Zosanna Pharmaceutical, Z, uh, Z-S-A-N. Yeah, they're $108 million market cap. They don't make money, never made money. Not going to make money this year, not going to make money next year. They're going to lose $0.23 cents next year, $0.33 cents this year. They lost $0.49 cents last year, $2.29 a year before that. But at least they're going in the right direction. They're making, uh, They're losing less and less money per year. The stock has gone, in, in 2016, the stock was like $30, $40 a share. Today, it's a dollar two. Why would you own this company? This is the third one now where you called with companies that don't make money. Just for future reference, you call me with a company that doesn't make money, almost every time I'm going to say, don't own it, don't buy it, stay away from it. Wait for the company that make money. Wait for the company to actually have profits. Now, develops transdermal microneedle patch system used to deliver formulas of drugs through the skin. The one I'm most familiar with is uh, insulin. They have a patch system that delivers insulin through the, through the needle in the, in the patch into the skin. And you can control how much through your cell phone or something. I, I, I mean, it's a great idea, but they just don't make money. So it's not for me, not not for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest you buy it. The KPP Premium Newsletter was went out today to subscribers, and of course I pack it full of helpful information as I usually do. We had a lot of stats out this week, good stats. So that was what I put in the newsletter. But I started off with inflation numbers because inflation really kind of picked up more than expected, and uh, you know from the Consumer price index, it's 1%. Picked up to 1% for the one month. That's pretty. That's a very steep increase. So, you know, 
Our annual usual inflation number is about 3%. We haven't seen that in years and years, right? The Fed target was 2%, and they've kind of dropped that. They, they did drop it. So they think we need to have more inflation because we've had years of below normal inflation. So, you know, they're looking at the producer price index at 1%, and they're saying, man, no big deal. They don't care. The consumer price index, CPI, was 0.6%. Okay, it was 0.4% last month increase. And that's the fourth month in a row. Four months in a row. 30-month high. Okay, so inflation still controlled everybody. It's still very low. You know, I'm not, I'm not ringing the bell that, oh, my God, inflation's going to kill all of us. We're in dire need. No. The trick is it's rising. And can the Fed step in at the time? To stop it from rising. Anyways, I was I talked about inflation, but you know we have uh, housing starts out this morning with permits, and they were good numbers. Uh, retail sales was a very good number. Uh, these you know these are these are we had some good economic numbers out, very good economic numbers out this week for last month because we're reopening. It's obvious, and we're pumping some billions and billions and trillions of dollars into the system. Of course, it should expand. Okay, uh, alpha and beta are two metrics that are commonly discussed in the financial history. Okay, this is the portfolio management section. Talked about alpha and beta. These systems of measurement are important to understand. You need it. What's alpha and what's beta for a stock? This is a basic, a basic metric that you should know on the stocks you buy. It's not hard to find. It's not. So I talked about that. Stock ideas, uh, talked about a company, a big, huge company, uh, money they're spending on R&D, uh, how much money they're making per share, and the stock, both, both the stock ideas this week were names that were deep value names, okay? So I think that, you know, remember, I, I've said this, I know Justin said it, we said it for months now. You know, you need to tr- turn your eyes away from growth stocks and toward value stocks. And we've seen in these same months, starting this year, values outperform growth. That doesn't mean growth did not perform. It's just that value outperformed growth. And it, you need to just, I'm not saying dump all your value stocks. I'm saying turn your focus and start buying value. Okay, we, that's it. That's as simple as that. Consumer Watch. Talking about home renovation, and should you be doing it right now? And the answer is no, by the way, because the cost of commodity prices have skyrocketed. Steel, wood, you know, skyrocketed. So maybe you should wait. Can you be patient and wait for that renovation? So, just a suggestion. So there's a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter each week. It's easy for you to subscribe. Go directly to, to investtalk.com, investtalk with two T's, no space, investtalk.com, and subscribe. You'll receive the full report every Friday in your inbox. Now, if this information raised any questions in your mind, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. Call our Irvine, California office or send us an email. Remember, that's investtalk.com. Let's go back to the voice bank for a precious metal question. Hi, this is Dave from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. 
I was looking at uh, getting into some uh, precious metals, and which one would you suggest? Gold, silver, and would you suggest having them on hand physically, having the metals on hand, or like an ETF? Thanks. Look forward to your answer. I would not buy gold and a physical gold and hold on to it. Why? Because you had to pay a commission to buy it. Usually it's a an increase in the, what the spot metal price is, and you have to sell it and they get a commission. So you get commission both ways. When you can buy an ETF that represents a price of gold, you don't have you don't have to buy the gold. You can just buy an ETF that represents that price of gold. Okay, and you can buy gold ETF both in gold or gold miners. They, they exist. So I would prefer if my first choice would be gold, but I like silver too. So I. I do both. Personally, I buy it through ETFs. Exchange traded fund for each one, tracking the price of each one. So that's what I do. Um, Not physical gold. Now, I warn you, I have some physical gold. Why? Because it's pretty. That's why. I like it because it looks great. I like the coins. But I don't have a lot. I just have some few because they're kind of fun to have. And I show my nieces and nephews when they come over if they want interested. And, you know, we talk about different. I have a bunch of coins from all over the world. And, you know, just kind of fun. That's it. Nothing to do with an investment necessarily, though. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. This is a, why don't we move to another caller question? All right, James here in Houston. I had a question about a stock that I own, Lumen Technologies. I'm in in the low 13s. I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. I'm planning on hanging on to it. Looks like it's got an appealing dividend. Thank you. Lumen Technologies, Inc. This is out of Monroe, Louisiana. Provides local exchange, long-distance networking access, broadband services to rural communities in 37 states. They make money. They've always made money for umpteen bazillion years. They're going to make a little bit less this year, down 4% from last year. And the next year, they're going to make less again to $1.38 a share. The stock is $12.71. The reason why it's so low based on $1.38 is because their profits have been going down and sales have been falling 3% per quarter for the last three quarters. So, you know, there's, there's no growth. Plus, they have quite a bit of debt. They have very strong cash flow, though. $5.94. Return on equity is very strong. It's their debt that's probably holding them back. Uh, at $1.38, you know, this stock should be should be in maybe the $15 to $18 range. But it, they have to, and the dividend's huge at 7.9%. I'm not sure if they'll be able to pay that. They make enough money to do it, so they might hold on to that, but that's a pretty high dividend uh, you know, for them to do that. I have to check the history of, of their dividends to see if they've been consistent in paying them for the years that they've been around. We'll see. That's what I would look at. And I would look at that debt. That's very high. And why are you paying it down? Why do you have so much debt? Did you incur debt because you bought assets or you built something? Or what, what's the debt for them? And will those assets that you incurred, that you purchased or bought to get you in this debt situation, is that going to make you a lot of money? See, that, that's the kind of things you need to find out. Lumen, Lumen Technologies, L-U-M-N. 
It's a $14 billion company, so it's big. Okay? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, what do we want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, 2021 is well underway, everybody, as we know. We're, what, three months into it. We're now in earnings season. So there's changes we're seeing, uh, you know, in the economy, especially with the the COVID vaccine getting spread. And Justin and I at KPP Financial want to talk about a little bit about what we can help with when you're dealing with this expanding economy and profit margins going up for companies and where value versus growth, where should you be? So we will help you with that. We want to help you. So remember, we, we will look at your portfolios. We do it for free. We give you unbiased guidance. We invest in the same things as our clients at the same price. We buy what we suggest, what we buy for our clients. Same price, same time, same percentages. I tell, I've been saying this for years now because it's true. We, I invest in every stock, bond, or whatever it is on the various programs I have for myself as I do for my clients. Our office is in Irvine, California. You can get a hold of us by email or phone call any way you want. We'll have, we can do meetings by the phone or Skype or Jive meetings. We're open to all that, you know, especially in this day and age with everybody working from home and those things. You know, I think technology is great. Of course, sometimes I have difficulty with it because I'm old, but I still think it's pretty great stuff. So we can help you. Really, really, we want to help you. Even if you don't become a client, we'll still help you. Next up, a caller question about investment platforms. It came Hi, from a- I was just calling because I had a question about investment platforms. I've been using Robinhood for about three years, and I was just curious as to why you guys tend to recommend TD Ameritrade and E-Trade over Robinhood. Thanks. Bye. Robinhood has some has some issues. Um, their technology is not that great. They designed the platform for very small investors, and that's great for very small investors. But I like a platform that's more robust. And we use TD Ameritrade ourselves, so that's one of the reasons why we recommend it because we like it. You know, one of the, we 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 trust it because it's big, it's huge, and Schwab is buying it; it's going to be bigger. I like a big, huge custodian for safety reasons. And Robinhood is great, but just small and has issues. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here: to help you achieve financial freedom. We tell you every day you can do it. It's not impossible. It just takes dedication and persistence. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. It's Friday. The weekend is here, or almost here for most people. The markets have been more than interesting, and you want to need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Steve in Oakland. How you doing, Steve? 
Hey, how's it going? Doing really Good. well, Steve. Thank you for uh, I had a question about uh, KLA Corporation, ticker symbol KLAC, semiconductor company. It's a mid-cap value stock from what I've known. And I've held it for about two years, and it's now grown to about 9% of my portfolio. I'm wondering if it's just time to sell it. I've had a really good run-up, and I would be taking long-term capital gains. So wondering how you see this company at this point in time. Yeah, I think it, I, you, you, did, you did a great job. Okay, you bought a company that made money. When did you buy it? What year? 20, eight, uh, 2019. Okay, so it made $8.46 that year, up from $8 a year before, up from $5.95 so the year before that, up from $4.86 the year before that. So you bought a company that was making money and growing its money. So it was a great growth stock. Okay, now, here. Looking forward, it made $10 last year, $10.35. It's going to make $13.47 this year, up 30%. But next year, it's only going to be up 8% to $14.51. And sales growth has fallen from the mid-30s. Now it's going to sales growth in the last two quarters is 9% each. So it looks like it's running out of steam. It's still a great company. This is KLAC, everybody, KLA Corp. And you, he told you what they make. It's, it is a large cap, not a mid cap. It's a $51 billion market size. So that'd be large. So yes, my personal opinion is if you had a very long-term uh, outlook, you would only sell maybe half your position. But if you looked, looked at it, if you look, bought it and looked at it, the take profits at once it's, you know, reached its peak, I think it's reached its peak because it's fallen seven days in a row or so, 10 days in a row. Off its right. peak. So this is the time to do it. Take some profits. At the very least, Steve, cut in half. Okay? That would be my suggestion. Still a great company. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, 61% of return on equity, that's a huge number. They pay a 1.1% dividend, not a lot. But the P-E ratio, it's a $333 stock, going to make $14.51. Well, that means the P-E... You know, the P is, well, what, 25, 30? Expensive. Thanks for the call, Steve. Good pick, too. Congratulations. We're coming down to the wire. The weekend will officially be here shortly, in a few minutes, at least for a lot of people, not me, apparently. So I think we have enough time for one more question. 888-99-CHART. Good afternoon, Justin and Steve. This is Christian calling from Long Beach, California. First and foremost, I appreciate the podcast. That's helped me out quite a bit. I'm calling on ticker symbol RDS.A. Uh, have it in my Roth RRA portfolio. I'm down around 17% on it. I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. Should I continue to dollar cost average and hold it for the long term? Or should I look to sell it and maybe put it into somewhere else? Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a nice day. This is Royal Dutch Shell Company, RDSA. A Netherlands-based company engaged in exploration, production, refining of crude oil and natural gas worldwide. Its sales have been falling for the last two years. That's a concern about the steepness of the fall. I mean, last quarter, the sales fell 48%. Pretty high. Uh, it's going to make money. It has always made money. It's going to make $3.65 this year and $4.52 next year, and it's a $39 stock. So that tells you it's below 10 P.E. Pays a 2.8% dividend. Ah, 
personally, I think you should hold on to it. I think the sales should even out because it's a lot of the fall in the sales because of COVID. Now we have price oil prices are pretty high, $60 a barrel. So this should turn around is what I'm thinking. They do have a pretty low return on equity of 3%. I don't like that. Return on equity should be higher. But the stock price is low enough for me to hold on to it and wait for a return. I think he'll get, get back into the 60s. There's where I'd be a seller. We're coming down to the wire, everybody. Actually, we're already down the wire. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin, I th- Justin and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family about our show. We would appreciate it. It's free. Everything's free. There's free podcast downloads. And we post a new program every day, Monday through Friday, right after the live streaming show. So we're live Pacific Time, five uh, the, the, and 4 to 5, and right after 5, it's posted. Get your free downloads, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, share success. This is InvestTalk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.